0: hello everyone and inside today's locked on canadians the salary cap is rising and finally it is three up and three down you are locked on canadians your daily podcast on the montreal canadians part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello everybody and welcome to episode 967 of Locked On Canadians. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code NHL for $20 off your first purchase. We are, of course, your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day of the week, wherever you get your daily podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify, Or if you are a video person on YouTube.com, you can just search Locked On Canadians and find us there. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matlin. As always, I am joined by the active stick, Laura Saba. And Laura, we are delayed two days on doing three up and three down this week. So it kind of threw a little bit of a wrench in our show notes here. But there's still plenty to discuss going around the uh, Canadians and the NHL right now. But how are you feeling Uh, As you shovel out from your first snowstorm this year up in Montreal,
1: I haven't shoveled yet. So tomorrow is going to be a day and a half, isn't it? Um, So, you know, we talked about this yesterday, actually, after we uh, stopped recording, the three up three down looks dramatically different today than it would have on Sunday morning. Um, and for good reason, right? And so let's just do three up, three down for up until Monday night. How about that?
0: I was going to say there's some things thrown in there that uh, that I think are worth noting, just to be fair, because things can change. We can still have criticisms, even if they were fixed, but we're, those are going to be in our second and third segments today. So we always do the down, then we do the up at the end, so we end on a positive note. The biggest thing today is the NHL was at the Board of Governors meeting or whatever this was going on is plenty of news in the last two days. The NHL draft will take place at the Sphere in Las Vegas on the 28th and 29th of June this year, and then it will be moving to a decentralized model for the next year after that. So that was announced by Darren Dreger today. We've talked about decentralizing the draft in a previous episode. As more comes out on that, uh, we will uh, touch on that. The big thing that came out was the expected raise in the NHL salary cap going into the 2024, 2025 season. It's going up around $4.3 million for next season. It's going up to, I believe it's at 83. Now it's going up to 87.625 for next season, about $4 million in cap space. I know, they conservatively estimated between four and a half to six, I think, on there. Four million dollars is not a small amount of change. And for the Canadians, that's probably good timing overall, based on the fact that uh, next season, Cole Caulfield's extension kicks in. And I'm kind of looking at, I have Cap Friendly open because bless them, God bless Cap Friendly for things like this. Going into next season, on the roster alone, the Canadians have $77 million in cap already scheduled for next season with a projected cap hit of $79 million with 2.3 in dead cap hit. Some of that is Jeff Petrie's retained salary. Some of that um, is not Joel Edmonds. It's all Jeff Petrie's salary, actually, in that trade with um, not Pittsburgh, but Detroit, so they're retaining some of that salary. But that leaves the Canadians with, it says, Just shy of $8.1 million in cap space. And on there, names that are going to be leaving this roster, Chris Weidman's going to be UFA. You have RFAs like Gustav Lindstrom likely leaving this organization. Justin Barron's an RFA. Matthias Norlander's an RFA. Uh, Yessi Alonan's an RFA. But Tanner Pearson, UFA, gone. Sean Monahan, gone. Uh, You're going to lose Joel Edmondson's cap hit, and I believe – Carl uh, Alsner's buyout also stops next year. The Canadians are in a space where they can afford to make a lot happen next year. And I think next year is the year where we start to see them take that turn out of full rebuild to the next steps of trying to get what they think their best roster is going to be at that point.
1: And I think for me, like one of the big things was when we talked about the cap going up last year, it was before the Canadians had made certain financial decisions where things would come off of the books this year, like at the end of this year. I personally feel like, you know, it's weird because people were always angry with Mark Bergevin for not using his cap space. uh, And then he did use his cap space and they didn't like it. Um, From my perspective, I don't think that there's anything wrong with at, at the beginning At the beginning, sitting on the cap space a little bit. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to give them a lot more flexibility. And then they can also do things like take on a bunch of contracts that end the next year, right? Like, so like they they can take somebody in the middle of the season that people just want to get off their books because they're trying to trade because they're a contender. They're trying to get somebody on their, uh, under to fit under their caps. They can play with this for a little while. So if I were the Canadians, and I know people are probably going to be annoyed with me for saying this, I would sit on the cap space for the first year.
0: And here's the thing about it is, and I'm glad you mentioned Mark Bergevin because I was having this discussion on, in a Twitter DM with someone is that the only people Mark Bergevin didn't want to pay were the players that his team drafted. You look at the RFAs, he was happy to trade and then extend immediately an RFA traded for it did with Max Domi. He did it with uh, Josh Anderson, obviously here that spending the money is fine, but if you spend it just to spend it, then you're making mistakes. And so far, Kent Hughes has done a pretty good job. At balancing that, and I had forgotten Caulfield's contract extension kicked in this season, so that was already on the books, not as part of that. The big one for next year is obviously going to be Samuel Montembeau's extension. That you know he's getting a two million dollar raise. And I'm looking at who's on IR right now. Kirby Doc is counted in there, Alex Newhook's in there, Jordan Harris is in there, Rafael Harvey Pinard, etc. This is a team that's still going to have cap space to make things happen. I admittedly haven't looked at who's going to be in the free agent class this upcoming season here. Uh, but at this, let me see. Oh, I can just change that right now. Thank you, Cap Friendly. I appreciate you. Update my results. Steven Stamkos, Jakob Voracek, who's retired, Elias Pedersen, who is an RFA. The big one, William Nylander, uh, Sam Reinhart. Uh, not Tyler Myers, Jake Gensel, Anthony Mantha is going to be an RFA, Tyler Batut or UFA. There's going to be names out there that if the Canadians want to supplement, especially if they've you know, managed to move Josh Anderson or if David Savard goes out there, they're suddenly having a burgeoning in cap space. The biggest thing is, and there's going to be a team that does this, and I can already picture which one it's going to be, is that, oh, more cap space. Everybody gets a raise instantaneously. And while that is a good thing, if you pay so many players so much that you don't have enough to fill out, you know, the rest of your lineup efficiently, you're not really doing yourself any favors. And if you can't tell who I'm talking about, they play down the 401 and they're going to do the same thing again, because Brad for not a very good GM. I don't think Nylander's going to get paid, but do you run in the same issue with raising him from what 6.9 you know, million nice dollars to the probably $10 million he's going to ask for. Cause then you're just running into the same problem again. The biggest thing Kent Hughes can't do is we have cap space. Like you said, if you sit on it and use it at the right time, fantastic cap space is a weapon in the modern NHL and the cap's going to keep rising. We know assuming that nothing else happens here. I think the Canadians are well primed to get into a spot where eventually they don't have to LTIR carry price. That's what they're aiming to do. So they, if they need that LTIR space, they can use it for something else. they getting just being able to utilize that in any way is good for a team that needs to, they're not ready to make that jump to being a playoff contending team. They're playing, you know, decently well this year, which is partially backed by their goaltending, but eventually you're going to have extensions for this young core. You're going to need to extend Caden Gooley. Justin Barron needs an extension. What are you going to do with Arbor Jackey? What are you going to do with Slavkovsky? You're going to have to sign, bring in guys like your Reinbacher and uh, Lane Hudson, et cetera. Having your flex space there with cap space is probably one of the most important things I think the Canadians can focus on next year. I'm not worried about them overspending, especially with some of these contracts potentially coming off the books in terms of trades this year. But it is, it's an exciting time. An extra amount of cap space for a team that can suddenly now add, you know, like we said, they need this kind of winger, they need this or they need that. That's great. And the thing is, they don't have to spend on a goalie because they apparently found their starting goalie um, to transition things here a little bit. It is now Tuesday when we're recording this. Three up and three down is a couple of days late, but there's been a lot going on that we've had to get to in this. So we're going to get into the downs, and that's all coming up next. But first, it is the holiday season, and with the holiday season, people love giving gifts to sporting events with the NFL playoffs and the the divisional chases are right around the corner, finding tickets to games, to their favorite shows at the theater or stand-up comedy, anything like that. You shouldn't have to worry about buying those tickets for somebody at the holiday time. And with game time, you can get things like last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. Easy to find and buy for any kind of event in your area concerts, comedy shows, theater, sporting events, everything. And the best part is you can see the view from your seats before you purchase your tickets. So you know exactly what you are getting in there. So, what we want you to do is to take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Some terms apply. Again, just create an account. Use code NHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed.
1: I literally just did it as you were talking.
0: And this, uh, it's so simple. And the best part <laughs> is you want to make a little bit more to help pay for some of those holiday tickets. Today's show is also brought to you by the folks at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, it is snowing in Buffalo. It is snowing in Montreal. The NFL offers Stay Hot on FanDuel. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you think about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app's easy to use. You can cash out the minute you win, the minute your winning bet hits on there and get paid out on an app that's safe, secure, and easy to use. The Packers are on a roll. They're playing the Giants. How are you going to bet against Jordan Love this weekend? And I'm not just saying that because I'm a Packers fan. It's also because I like making you a little bit of money. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and continue to enjoy the NFL season with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL, and us here at On. So normally when we do three up and three down, we, we do it Sunday morning. I've got the soccer game on in the background. We talk about the week that was for the Montreal Canadiens. However, so many things happened this week. We had games, we had things moving around, we had injuries and just things happened. Things everything happened. And then there was a game on Monday, so we couldn't exactly fit it in Monday with everything that happened with Jack I going to Laval, the Habs game playing, all these young guys playing well. So we've kind of intermixed everything here a little bit. There's some downs and complaints that we had from last week and then there's some that, you know, were mixed in that we've seen in the past couple of days. The biggest one I want to lead with, and Laura and I talked about this going into last weekend, Martin St. Louis in-game, when Alex Newhook got injured against Florida, our main complaint was, who got to go to the top line? Not Jesse Alonen, not Yuri Slavkovsky, it was Yolao Armia. And that's, that's a frustrating thing, because you're a team that's trying to figure out what you have here. And it's one of the rare things where I can't figure out If he's defaulting to the veterans to save the kids from just losing confidence in their play, because he does it with the defense too. Even when he's playing badly, Mike Matheson is always out there. Always, 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 always. When he's on, phenomenal. Best defenseman on the team. When he's off, you might as well bench him because it's rough. And one of my big down things in this is I know that Marty is defaulting to his veterans to try and insulate the young players a little bit, but eventually it's like throwing the bird out of the nest a little bit. You gotta flap your wings and fly at some point. And he, here's the thing is he fixed that going into the Seattle game. And we'll talk about this in the next segment. Slavkovsky onto the top line and he was ready. He looked incredible. Having that faith is such an important part for this team here. You reward, you know, players for playing well. Don't take that away from them. And I get, you know, in game you rotate wingers usually when there's an injury. Just go to what you know was working. And we know Slavkovsky was playing well. Went down a line, looked terrible against Florida. Got put on that top line and looked amazing. And it wasn't just that he was a passenger involved. I my biggest thing right now, and this is my biggest beef with Martin saying that we have had since he started coaching. Don't just default to the vets. Trust some of these young guys, and if they play badly that's fine. Now you've learned something. You don't learn anything by, and this is going to sound mean because I'm going to compliment Anderson later on in this, but you you know, Josh Anderson doesn't work in this situation. Why are we trying to fit the square peg in the round hole for the 37th time in two years? You know, it, it doesn't make sense to me.
1: Well, I think that part of it is inexperience, right? A lot of it is you know, you you think that he's coming up and he's a new coach and, 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 and then he'll always have new ideas. And sometimes, you know, when you're in a situation where you don't know what to do, your lack of experience will default to what you've seen other people do, right? Like, look at all the coaches that he's played under. They're probably the same guys that, you know, I'm trying to think back, you know, the Tortorellas of the, of the NHL, um, they're, they're the kind of coaches that default back to their veterans right so he's modeling behavior he's already seen he's not yet confident or experienced enough to think outside of the box enough to come up with something new or revolutionary so that is why we're seeing the same old same old and i think at some point the conversation is going to be had with him by management saying you know don't be afraid to try new things and be you know be fresh and 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 try new blood on there or whatever it is try mixing things up and do it in a way that hasn't been done before like we hired you not like we wouldn't have hired you if we wanted the same thing that we've always been getting in the past right and then i think that's so so important is part of it is just lack of experience and confidence like as you know anytime you're new to any kind of role you can often what you'll do is like even even like the simplest things like i'll go back and i'll see like what did the previous person do what does the manual say i need to do right and a lot of times there's no room for creativity in that. And what we want for Marty is creativity. So he needs to have a little bit more confidence and he needs to have that experience to just kind of say, you know what, I'm going to think outside the box. And if it goes wrong, it goes wrong, but at least I'm trying something brand new.
0: And that's the thing is when he was hired, that was his thing that it's like, I want players to play to what they can do to be creative outside the box. And if it doesn't work, they're trying. I don't want to force anyone into, you know, into a box, uh, to transition a little bit, talking about young players, uh, the Lavelle Rocket have lost seven games in a row. The frustrating part about losing seven, those seven games in a row is the last five have been decided by three of them were in overtime in a row, and then a bunch of them were one and two goal games. They are in these games, but cannot stop shooting themselves in the foot. Some of it is goaltending and some of it is the defense in front of the goaltending. And the biggest thing is Jakob Dobish hasn't been consistent enough and the team in front of him isn't helping. They're thin on defense. They're missing some of their other players here, but at the same time, they come out and they look great. Score shorthanded goal immediately, give up a goal 15 seconds later and then give up a goal two minutes later and then give up a goal 15 seconds after that and their rookie goaltenders night is over the biggest thing that is keeping them out of these games is that the mental focus is becoming a problem and they're getting shots, they're creating chances. Sometimes it's they're not getting the finish on them because the power play is not functioning great, admittedly. Uh, on my down list though, it's just the the rocket goaltending is it's good until it's not. And when it starts to wilt, it is house of cards falling down. It is It's a problem. And it's, it's
1: rough. It's, it's rough.
0: Yeah, it's it's overshadowing what other good efforts I'm seeing in games here in that it proven to me one that my eye test watching Jaden Struble has looked very good in the NHL so far. I just it's also I just it's hard to get excited about this team because this is the time last year that they started to kind of, you know, turn it on a little bit and kind of get back into being the team they were and i'm not seeing those signs this year and the team's trying they're staying in games it's just they can't they can't close the gap that the goaltending is not giving them and that's gonna put them on my down list this week and they can turn that around you know it's it's one or two goals they're not getting blown out by three four goals every single night lost in overtime lost in overtime lost in a shootout lost by a goal lost by two goals like they're this far away, you know, from being winning all these games. Where had they won half of these? It's a completely different story. Sometimes it's bad luck. Sometimes it's just missed calls in overtime, and sometimes the goalies just aren't good enough. Uh, and I know people are going to stomp their feet and be like, "Is this good for Joshua?" Et cetera. Yes, it's they're not winning games, and he's struggling though. This is him working through that. That's part of it. And he'll be up in the NHL before long. Anyways, still doing good things. He's just not there yet. Uh Laura, did you have anything to add to the down list this week?
1: Not really. Um, Can we just put Leafs fans and sense fans on there just by default?
0: I mean, sure. If you come into my mentions and are mad about something that happened in a Habs game as a leaf fan, I highly invite you to just please go to therapy and leave me alone. Um, uh, you're, you're, if you're coming in and complaining that you're seeing Habs clips on a Habs account, that's your own fault. Uh, it's it's like walking into a cactus store and be like, wow, everything's really prickly here. <laughs> it's a terrible analogy, but it's it's been a long day. I didn't know stuff. there
1: was a cactus store.
0: <laughs> there might be, I don't know. The coyotes need something to make money these days. So um, <clears throat> anyways, now that I've just made everybody angry, all seven of them, uh, we're gonna move on. We always end the show on a good note. We end with the ups, and that's all coming up next. But first, when you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same thing with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And if you hate waiting, Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the minute they sponsor a job I went through job posting looking last year and Indeed made everything so, so easy to find what matched up with my strengths and to find exactly what I needed in a job. And Indeed knows that when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. And that's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. So right now, visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. That is Indeed.com slash lockdown. And one more time, that is Indeed. Dot com slash lockdown terms and conditions apply cost per application pricing, not available for everybody. And if you need to hire, you need indeed. Also, if you love listening to this podcast and you want more locked on content, you can subscribe to lockdown sports today on youtube.com 24 seven stream featuring all of your local hosts across the board. And our national shows, giving you all the content you want. The first 24-7 sports stream on YouTube. That is Locked On Sports Today on YouTube. You'll find us in there. You'll find all the other hockey folks in there too. You don't want to miss out on this. It is the up section here for the week. And this was going to be on my up section anyways because he's earned it. Uh, Samuel Montembeau has earned the crease. And I don't think that was really a debate going into this season. But based on how he's played against Seattle and how he's played in his last five games, he's 4-1-0 in his last five games, has a 9-13 save percentage, and I believe a 2.86 goals against. He's firmly right in that group of all the goaltenders that like two or three save percentage points moves him up into the top 10. Quietly, potentially the most underrated goalie in the NHL this season. Is that a little bit homerish? Maybe. But I think Samuel Montembeau is proving why... He got that three-year extension and he backed it up on Monday. He was phenomenal and he's been phenomenal on the other, even when he's lost Samuel Montembeau has played about as well as you could expect anyone to play behind this Canadians team. And I'm grateful that they got this locked up because teams would be calling. I teams absolutely would be calling for him right now.
1: I agree with you. I think, um, you know, you said, like, it's a bit homerish. Yes, it is a bit homerish. But you know what? It's not out of the realm of possibility. You I mean, you could make a case for it. You could often win an argument for it. So, yes, we are biased. Absolutely. But I don't think that it's, you know, I don't think that you're wrong necessarily is, is, is what I would say about that. I think he's done such a phenomenal job. He's had such a great attitude. I think that, too, like when you're playing with a defense, it doesn't even know what it is yet. It's so, so important. So I'm just so glad for him, or at least it feels like they're not sending him to Edmonton. So I'm very glad for him for that, uh, because I think that he deserves every opportunity that he gets. He's worked really hard. He's got that talent um, and he's played really well. Like he's earned every opportunity.
0: And that's the thing is he came in, had that first year where he got claimed off of waivers, where he was fine but was playing hurt and that was obvious because they didn't have another option Carey price was out jake allen was injured it was samuel montembeau and caden primo and they realized caden primo was not the guy and they kind of did right by their young goal and they're like okay montembeau it is and i'm glad that he's locked it down and i'm glad he's showing because this thing is the canadians aren't a great defensive team and he's putting up good numbers if this team strengthens up a little bit on the penalty kill and a little bit on defense, are we looking at a guy who's, you know, going to come out of nowhere and be that guy? And we'll find out because he's still young enough that he's improving. Uh, And it's great because you can go to Samuel Montembeau now. I'm not worrying. Should it be Allen? Should it be Montembeau? It's Monty's net. And it should be until proven otherwise in any of the coming years here. Uh, also on the upside this week, and part of this relates to Monday's game, uh, Uri Slavkovsky and Josh Anderson, two players who have been under a humongous microscope this year. I like that I'm seeing a lot more of this fan base go. I get that the points aren't there, but they're watching the processing that Slefkowski is going through. And we talked about this on yesterday's episode a little bit. He's just putting things together that lead to good results. And that's the most important program. If he looked lost out there again this year and they weren't going to send him to the AHL, then they're doing something wrong. He's proving he belongs at the NHL level right now. The points are going to come with all the work that he's doing right now, especially if they get the power play functioning even a little bit better. Uh, and then Josh Anderson developing any sort of patience this year has been immense. I've watched him in repeated games here pass up scoring opportunities to reassess and find a better target. Gustav Lindstrom's goal, Sean Monahan's goal against um, Seattle there. And he finally got his first goal. I'm hoping that all these things are coming together to kind of get him on track. He's got that first goal now. We saw this with Max Patch already years ago. He didn't score until he got an empty net goal against like Carolina or something. And then he went on like an unstoppable 30 goal heater for the rest of the year. Not saying Josh Anderson will be that guy, but if this is the goal that it goes weight off shoulders, two point game, empty net goal and assist, the Canadians are laughing then the The statistical part of it maybe not still there, but like in terms of goals and everything, if Josh Anderson has it together, makes this team so much better down the stretch.
1: I agree, and I, I like what you said about having that patience and making better decisions. That's not something that we've credited Anderson with in the past, right? In in fact, we've enjoyed, but also lamented sometimes, his determination to just barrel towards the net and just do whatever he possibly can to throw something and hope it gets into the net. And that's not what he's doing now. He's having that critical thinking. Critical thinking is so important. It's so important. And I find that he's doing that. So I feel really happy about that. And with Slavkovsky, I think... Maybe the team has had those conversations with him where, you know, you got to like, you got to do the same things that you did that got you noticed in, you know, in, in the Olympics and things like that. I I find that he seems to be taking whatever advice or counsel he's getting. It's from the right people. And he seems to be taking it to
0: heart. And I think that's a big thing is that they're developing that. And Anderson is what he is, but Slavkowski developing himself is a huge bonus Uh, To throw out one of my last things here, just as we're getting ready to wrap up the show, uh, Brendan Gallagher, 700 NHL games, looks back to being himself in terms of generating and the way that he's involved in games. And just doing some of the math on there that if Shea Weber hadn't just destroyed his hands and COVID hadn't canceled one of the seasons, Gallagher wouldn't be all that far away from 1,000 games played. And the last 1,000-game player for the Habs was... Not counting Sergei Gonchar or Shea Weber, who played most of their time elsewhere, but like actual... Or like Hal
1: Gill or someone.
0: Yeah, uh, Thomas Placanis was the last guy to play the majority of his 1,000-game NHL career with the Montreal Canadiens. Yes, Andre Markov was left 10 games short. Thank you, Mark Bergevin, for that one. Uh, I guess my question is going to be, who's going to be the next Habs player to hit a 1,000 games? It's got to be Nick Suzuki, I would imagine, right?
1: That's exactly what I was about to say.
0: And when that happens, it will be one. I will feel old and crumble into dust because, oh my God. But, uh, I'm really happy to see Brendan Gallagher be back to being Brendan Gallagher. The team is better off for it because if he's a regular producer or a good contributing member, I worry less and less about his contract. It's still not great considering he's not that guy that scores at a 25 goal pace anymore, but damn if he isn't trying and damn if he isn't involved, um, Love seeing that version of Brendan Gallagher back. If you have a three up and three down, put it in the comments below. Tweet us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. I'm at Scott Laura's at The Active Stick. You can email us at LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. Mailbag questions always welcomed there. Uh, As always, you can be down in the comments. Just don't be rude. That's all we ask. Uh, And remember, subscribe to Locked On Sports Today to get a 24-7 stream of all our local experts to your face on youtube.com that is locked on sports today laura will be back tomorrow i will be out of town for an event unfortunately i will be back for thursday night's game we will have the recap we'll have the mailbag don't worry about that but until then we will see you all next time